If you're listening to this podcast for a long time, this one's going to be very, very different. It's actually going to be a one-on-one conversation, a phone conversation I had with a woman named Fallon. And she emailed me, said, hey, Perry, I need some coaching. I need some direction. I need mentorship. And so we hopped on a call. We banged out some ideas and really just brainstormed on how she can help her practice, which is six locations, take it to the next level. And being at their six locations, there's a lot of complexity to getting staff buy-in, training, and making decisions. Uh, Hopefully, you uh, take away a lot from this. You probably experienced some similar things in your practice, and it's a very, very intimate call. Yo, yo, my name is Perry Brill. Entrepreneur, yeah, it's a big deal. We talk about all things I care because I care about I care. Technology, I wear so many revolutionary things in I care. Tech startups and innovation, the coolest I care stuff in the nation. Are you an I doc or an optician? Doesn't really matter because we cook it in the kitchen. Yeah. While there, within the first month, uh, the owner started to apprentice. Well, I didn't know it at the time, but he was showing me the ropes. And I got really excited about optical and decided to apprentice under him for a few years. And I did try to take my ABO test five years in, and I failed it by a few questions. But I do plan on getting my license in the near future. So right now I'm just a dispensing optician, but not licensed. And so I've been doing that. I work for an ophthalmologist for a couple years as their main optician. And I've just kind of been back and forth from Seattle to San Jose, California. And so what I like the most about, you know, being excited about optical is the fact that it's such a rewarding career for myself. So I think that's what makes me, you know, want to learn and better myself in the field. So, gotcha. That's how okay. I started. Yeah. yeah. And they have, I think, a few different locations, right? Five, six? Yes. I am at the Auburn location, which is really close to home. Okay. And they have several locations that are fairly farther from us. Gotcha. Okay. And how long have you worked there? I've been here about a month and a half. Oh, wow. So pretty short time. What caused the change? Well, I was out of the field for about, I want to say like eight years. My husband got injured. He works for sheet metal trade, so he made pretty good money. So I was a stay-at-home wife. And then when he got injured, I decided to come back. And I feel like I need a little bit of an improvement. It's been a while, you know, being in the, right now I'm doing front desk and optical. I'm like backup optician. Okay. Okay. So I guess what have you kind of noticed, like, as you kind of been in their practice, obviously you're like, you, I think you said they don't want to listen or they're a little old school or you see changes, but you don't know how to approach it. Kind of give me like what advice you're kind of looking for here. Well, so this company I've noticed and just, you know, kind of word of mouth, a few of the employees that have been here a long time kind of let me in on some of the, cause I'm like, why are there so many employees coming into the office and they're gone in two or three months? You know, that's what I'm noticing here. And uh, what I'm noticing is that nobody's being heard when they have, you know, suggestions or like, you know, they want me to run the front desk, but then, you know, they micromanage and I, I'm not that I'm 
know everything what I'm doing, but it's kind of pressure, a lot of pressure for somebody who's new. And I haven't, I mean, I know a lot in obstacles. I came in without them training me and I'm just kind of winging it. So I'm like, how do I approach them and tell them, Hey, I need a little bit of structure here. You know, some of the policies, I mean, I'm going off of what I know knowledge wise, but you know, it's a little difficult for me. And I really like the location. I really like the office. I really like the management, but it's just that little bit of lack of some guidance there is what I'm trying to approach, but in a a better way without trying to make it, you know, kind of yeah. where it's like I'm complaining, you who's know. The, who's, is there an office manager at every store or like, how does that work? Yeah. So every, so Dr. McCowan is the owner of all of the franchises and he has a, a doctor who co-owns, like, so he owns 60% and then they own 40, right? And so every location has their own doctor and then they have their own manager. And then there's a general manager who hired me and she runs all of, she basically does everything for all the locations. Okay. I hear you. And what EHR do they run on? Right now we're on Crystal. Okay. All right. And okay. So high turnover and what type of like services are they providing in their office? So obviously everyone sells glasses. Are they doing any medical? Are you guys busy? How many doctors work at work? What was that again? Sorry. How many doctors work at your, your location? Like one oh. or two? Well, one right now, and he's actually going to hire another doctor in the next couple of months, and he's taking over for a doctor who's retiring in Milton location. And so that's another thing, you know, we were just going to have the one doctor, and he's only in Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays, and I have the office open Monday through Friday, and so I do kind of like, you know, paperwork on Mondays and then confirm appointments on Tuesdays, that kind of thing. Okay. And to confirm appointments, are you using technology or like just calling people? Well, there's both. And what I noticed in this office is like we have a lot of no-shows, even though like our system through Crystal sends them a text message. Like I think it's like a week before and then it's two days before and then the day of they get a text. And then we physically call on Tuesday to remind them as well. I don't know if that's like too much contacting them or like not, not really it it just depends oh. on really the region you know sometimes you have to text people even an hour before their appointment just because you book it and then you forget about it right and that's that's what i noticed and so dr mccallan the the owner of all the franchises had a meeting with us last month and he was like you know we need to be more diligent we need to call and i'm like i'm calling every you know chance i get and even when patients are like a minute a couple minutes late you know we give them up to 10 minutes and then it's a you know a no show or we have to reschedule and so we try to do the best we can there's only me in person in the front desk and she and i both call on tuesdays to confirm the appointments for the week now, are you, what are you using for the confirmations, like Crystal System or Weave or Solution Reach or anything? It's, it's, Crystal is, is what they do for the confirmations, and they can confirm by text message. Yeah. And then they also can, you know, reschedule if they had meet you or text us. And then, so that, that's pretty good as far as, you know, getting that. The system works really well, but it's just, you know, patients in this area are not very diligent about coming to their appointments. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously I have, it's, I'm just trying to get a grasp and lay of the land, like how I can, you know, 
provide assistance to you. Obviously, you know, you have levels of management, you have to get permission, you know, to make changes and stuff like that. But like, what, if right. you choose like three things to institute change, like in the next 90 days, you know, what would that be that would make your life easier? And that would produce the practice more revenue and make the patients happier? Like, what are three things you wish you could implement? I think patient education, I would like to be able to, you know, have a little bit a way to like entice them to do a sale, you know, like try to grab that sale, like when they come in and, you know, try to, you know, not hand them off to the optician without having given them an idea or maybe planted a seed. So that would be my first thing, because when I worked in another office, you know, it was really all about the front desk, you know, hey, are you interested in glasses? What are you, you know, and I, I don't know how to, the right terminology, I think I, I'm kind of lacking in that as of being out of the office for or the field for eight years. I'm coming back in. There's a, a lot of new technologies, new lenses. And, you know, I'm like, are there resources? Because, you know, the, they don't really want to invest a lot of money into, you know, us being trained that much because a lot of it is just, you know, learning their policies and the way that they do things. My thing is that I would like to see patient education and I would like to see some sort of way of learning maybe trying to ask for like some education on our end or like maybe, you know, a meeting. I was going to, you know, ask the doctor the other day and we have our next meeting is to ask for some sort of, you know, um, cause they're asking us what kind of an incentive would keep us happy. And so that's another thing that, you know, this, this phone call was, I was hoping to kind of, what should I ask for if, if I'm trying to do it or how should I ask, you know? Yeah. And then the next, the last thing would be, you know, just, how can I manage my time correctly? Because I find that by the end of the day, I'm, you know, scrambling to get, you know, the, the closeouts for the day and I'm struggling to get the insurances submitted correctly. And so I feel like, I don't know if there's any advice you can give for me to manage my time a little bit better. So we have, I split up my time in the day where nine o'clock to 1130 is our morning. And then we have lunch from 12 to one. And then I go back and the rest of the day is from, you know, one thirty to I want to say like five would be the end of the day. And so I'm like, well, how do I manage that? Like, and we don't get super slammed, but it's going to be pretty soon, you know, with the fall coming up. I get you. Okay. So a, th- a few things here. Sounds like you have some leadership skills, which is like really good. <laughs> Thank you. I can tell you like you want to you want to change the practice you know you obviously don't have the authorization just to buy new things and change the policies and, and train people even though you're probably very very capable of doing that yeah is your is your manager or the, the district manager or the owner are they receptive to recommendations do you think well our office manager I don't think so as much I feel that she was kind of thrown into that position because she's been here 30 years and she only knows optical. And I'm kind of like, I feel like as a manager, you should know every part of your office, which I've cross-trained in everything. I've had the blessing of other offices being able to really push that. And, you know, what I, what I'm trying to, to push is, you know, the, the, the general manager is really receptive. And then the doctor that comes in, he, kind of is like, oh, well, if Dr. McCallan says yes, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I'm kind of like, so the only person I have on my side really is, is the general manager. And I think 
if I push a little bit, she might be able to get me some of the things that I need, or maybe, you know, I don't know. Our next meeting is next week, I think, and it's just a uh, how are the Milton meetings? and Auburn getting together? Yeah, how are the um, me- are the meetings like-, like? Is it is it with multiple stores? Is it just one store? How does that happen? Is it over Zoom? Well, is it in person? Every, it's uh, it's on Zoom, and we do every office together and so which is kind of nice because everybody kind of gets on the same page we do that once a month and so that's been the last so I've been here a month and a half and I've had two meetings and I mean the last meeting went fairly well the first one is kind of redundant but you know I guess every office has their time to lead the meetings at every monthly meeting so this last meeting was our our office's turn and you know doctor really put a lot of good information out there good you know things that he wants but I feel like nobody's being really taken serious and I'm like hmm you know and I really want to go ahead yeah how's the follow-through so you do a meeting a bunch of great ideas get thrown around everybody's amped up and then how does someone follow up on that that meeting say okay we said we're going to do these things but how is anybody following up to actually make sure those things got instituted give you an example let's say we you know, we make a big push to offer second pairs and everybody's going to say this key phrase of we have Maui gyms. They're so awesome. I'm giving you a really cheesy example, but yeah, how would, how would someone actually make sure that it happened after the meeting? I'm not sure. So like accountability is what I'm trying to say. I think is happening is like ideas are getting thrown and, and they're not being followed through, which is, which is a big thing for me, but like, what we're having is is a lot of mistakes are being made and not being brought up you know they're being brought up at the the meeting but they're not being followed through so like the mistakes are continually being made and then what's an example big problem what's an example of mistake that's just like killing you like is it copays not being collected or something like that well it's mainly like okay so we do a lot of like state insurance Mm -hmm. for like our dshs which is a like medicaid Medicaid, yeah. And what's happening is, is like, you know, contact lens evaluation is not being paid for by that Medicaid plan. And what we're supposed to do is have to give them paperwork with the codes on it stating that they acknowledge that the services aren't being paid for. And what's not happening is, is, is the front desk, like if I'm not up there doing it myself, then the other person is not following through because she's new into optical. She's only been in optical for three months. You know, whereas I've been here for 15 years, so I can remember those things. But, you know, it's hard to, like, it's, I think I don't want to overamp her for education and push, you know, because they're, they're basically having me oversee her training. And I'm like, well, I can only give her my my training, but I don't I don't think it's a good idea when somebody who doesn't know optical, I don't want to bombard her because she's the tech and she does front desk as backup so I'm like we need more help there's only two people in the front one one optician and the doctor and we have some days it's really busy and some days it's not so I, I feel like mm-hmm. it's have nothing's you, being have you expressed any frustration to your superiors about any of this yourself or do you feel like it's not really in your wheelhouse you don't want to be that person who's kind of bossy the know-it-all type of person well, I'm pretty vocal, so okay. I do, I, I constantly, I'm like, you know, here, and I try to implement as much as I can, but I feel like what I really want to do is be able to, I feel like I'm being, I feel like I'm being bossy or it's being recept, being received as that. Yeah, that, <laughs> you that's know, kind of what I'm like, I was well, asking. No. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's kind of asking is because a lot of times, and this happens in a lot of places, you know, sure, there's been more senior people who work there, maybe, maybe senior in that business, maybe nine months. And here Fallon comes in, <laughs> you know, you have prior experience, which, which is helpful. And you have leadership mm-hmm. skills and people may feel like, well, what's this new person doing in here? And how can she even know what right. to do and lead, lead the organization? I mean, if, okay, here's what I would do in, in your role. When I've been in the same position mm-hmm. at you, I actually worked at a practice 10 years ago during college. And I noticed so many things that I thought I could have done better. And I brought it up to my mm-hmm. manager and she pretty much dismissed it. Right. Uh, they're like, what do you know? You're only 19 years old. And this is the way we do mm-hmm. things. We already have systems and processes in place. And you're only a part-time employee. And I just thought, that's kind of silly. Like, I'm, I think I'm bringing up really good recommendations. I'm vocal. I'm trying to be a go-getter. I'm trying yeah. to be help, help, helpful. So if I were in your position, I would do something, try maybe something a little more formalized. Maybe you make like a, a slide deck. Not, nothing fancy, just a little PowerPoint. You know, get a Google Slides or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you write down the bullet points and maybe you could just have a meeting. Your regional manager or the owner say, look, I really care about this business, but like I'm seeing things in this organization that are going affecting income and mm-hmm. there's no, there's no guidance. There's no follow-up. There's no accountability. Nobody's on the same page and the, the sales mm-hmm. are not happening because training's not happening. So like what, what's the training protocol? For instance, I don't know. What's one of the nicer frame lines you sell in your office? Right now, I think our Prada Prada and Gucci are pretty okay, well so, yeah, known, Gucci. and that's selling pretty good. Yeah, Gucci's a nice frame line. Now, luckily, Gucci has some name brand recognition, but still, right. still, you have to be able to describe the product. And it, this is Mazzucchelli acetate has these cool gold inlays. So, and it's not like the reps are coming in and training on it. Very likely, maybe they are, but right, they're not <laughs> exactly. And so, there has to be training every single week that's happening even if it's just a 20 minute call over zoom and we're going to train nationwide and there should you guys should probably have a trainer in the whole organization you should have one optician right. one optician should be dedicated to training and having a curriculum yeah i agree a, a curriculum built in house here's how training usually happens in private practice we go to youtube and then we go to opticians on facebook and then we take this course <laughs> online that's great and all but the training needs to be specialized for your practice Exactly. That's, that was what I wanted to bring up too. Cause I was like, that's such a, I mean, it's a validation for myself to hear you say that because I'm like, you know, I know what I'm good at, but there has to be some, some follow through on their end. And I didn't want to say it to where like, I'm going to be, you know, cause I don't want to get frustrated with it either. And I just want to maybe, maybe you're right. I should go out and, you know, maybe present this to them in a way because i'm pretty vocal and i write everything down and i mm-hmm. so i'm pretty organized myself and so like right now i'm making mm-hmm. book for uh kirsten to train for insurances just reference book for her just on my own are you doing that in like google docs or word or how are you writing that i'm doing google docs with you know links and stuff so she can like click on and you know go to the actual website or you know i'll do like snap screenshots and you know what something's supposed to look like when she enters it and all that so um, yeah. i'm almost done it's taking me the last month but yeah i'm yeah. doing that on my own so i'm are you doing hoping that, to present that too are you doing it at home or are you doing it during your work hours at home okay that, that's fine i know you do it because you're passionate not because you're getting paid which is which is fine 
Yeah. And you're not the only one. I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, you know, I know I'm not getting paid for it, but I enjoy it. And it's going to make my life easier if I just spend an hour here and there at home. Right. So here's what I would like kind of next steps to do with you, because I'm actually, this is interesting. I never have these conversations, by the way. Nobody is confident enough to reach out, which is completely silly. Like you you have to reach out to people if you want help. Exactly. I'm all about networking. (laughs) Yeah. So here's what I would do. Google Docs is really good and you're taking screenshots, which is awesome. I think you could take this to the next level. And what I'll call Mm -hmm. is like make a digital repository for your office. And I'm going to send you a screenshot what this will look like. And it's basically, hmm, how do I describe it? It's like a table of contents for your, your whole business. So, oh, you want to learn about insurance? Click here. You want to learn about Gucci? Click here. And it will have all your documents super organized. You could have video content, screenshots, everything is linked and searchable and amazing. And I think oh, cool. Okay. What I what I would do in your situation is I would present a very small improvement to the practice that's very thorough, kind of like what you're doing with insurance, saying, Hey, here's what I've created. I want to roll this out practice wide and allow them, you know, see if they'll give you the opportunity to own that one little project. Okay, yeah. And if you could show competency in rolling out the project, doing follow-ups, you have to set meetings. Short meetings are fine. Just say, hey, we're going to have a meeting every Tuesday for the next four weeks at, for 20 minutes long, and that's the only way you're going to get buy-in. You have to get buy-in. So if your staff and your team members and your coworkers don't believe in it and they're just heads down to sour, you're never going to win. So you're going to have to amp them up and get buy- buy-in somehow. Right. Yeah, I think I could do that definitely. Just because right now they're they're having that meeting next week where they want us to, you know, what improvements can and I think that's my opportunity to like get it together and you know maybe push a little bit like like you said a little project and show them maybe that might you know ruffle up some feathers and get me some some buy-in for meetings like that that would be cool because i you know the doctor here he's like totally open to that so i think we might be able to get that in the works that would be a good idea yeah this kind of goes under like you need to ask for forgiveness meaning i'm just going to do <laughs> what i do i'm going to make i'm going to make all these cool documents and this little repository of training i'm going to ask my superiors to help set up these appointments and if it's okay and you're going to roll it out. And there might be some people in your company who are like, screw Fallon. I hate her. And I think you're going to have, I think, right. you're, I think you're going to have other people like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like Fallon's awesome. She's helping us out actually. Right. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea. I'm going to go and that'd be cool to see, you know, what you're going to send me and then I can kind of go from there. Yeah. So and if they're having, cool. if they're having turnover, which is normal. It's not their fault. Well, it is their fault, but not their fault at the same time. They're, the turnover is happening yeah. two reasons. Wages are too low, or there's a lack of training, or there's a lack of morale. So those three right. things are really going to be the reasons private practices fail. Because you're like, mm-hmm. you just feel like you're drowning, and there's no upward mobility. Patients are coming in, you don't know the answers, you're having to find the answers yourself by doing your own research. Right. And that's not a scalable solution. No, not at all. That's, that's why I wanted to do this. So I'm glad that, you know, I had this conversation because I feel very, I feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing 
just because of my abilities to be able to do so. And maybe, you know, it could improve and maybe it won't, but at least I can try and, and hopefully, you know, because I, I want to be able, like I was telling Kirsten, I was like, I want somebody to be able to be hired and walk in this office and have the access to something that I created that they can do it on their own without me having to babysit, you know? That's exactly it. You got to feel independent. Another question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a communication system you use practice-wide? Like, if you have a question that you need to ask another person at a different office, or do you call them, email them, chat them? What's that communication method? We do email. So we all have our own personal company email. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have access to emailing whoever. You know, like we have a lady that does insurance who just basically does follows up with everybody. And, you know, like if I don't submit something, she goes into our our system and gets it submitted, you know, or if I send her a message, hey, I'm, I'm kind of busy. Can you submit these EFTs and get them processed for me? And so, so it's been pretty nice to have that access. You know, that's a little bit of help there. But I would like the whole, you know, training thing, that whole education, you know, because you you can always improve. That's a, what my philosophy has always been an optical and why I've been so successful. And, you know, when I started out, I was I was really nervous about it and I was scared to, you know, and, and the city I was in, it was like, there was a huge population of people that bartered and I had no idea that people did that in their countries or, you know, so I got really offended and really discouraged because I'm like, why are they nickel and diming me? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so, and I learned, I had to learn that, you know, and then I, I got really good with insurances, just being forced into that, learned how to submit a HICPA and get it all processed and I did uh, you know recovery at another place where I was able to recover a lot of claims that weren't being submitted and recovered like 3,000 the first month I did it and you know it, it's just been I use all of my education and all of my my tools and I, I want to pass it on to some you know this office because I really like the office and I really want somewhere where I'm at home you know so yeah I hear you. I, I hear you. How many doctors? So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Seven doctors. Okay. I'm assuming some are part-time, some are full-time perhaps. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I wish you luck on this. Uh, you could feel free to stay in touch with me. And I want to, I want to know about your progression because this sounds interesting. So don't feel like you owe me anything. This is more a passion for me than, than anything. <laughs> well, I'm glad I took the time to be able to talk with you too, because I, you know, follow some of your videos. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to reach out because I needed to. And so, yeah, I will keep in touch with you and keep you updated and see, you know, maybe I might be onto something. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave you with this. Most doctors and most just business owners in general are not used to sh people showing initiative. So like I can tell mm -hmm. you're showing initiative, which is completely weird for most people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll give you an example of initiative. One time at my dad's practice, he had like a statue. I don't even know. It was a, I'll just call it a piece of art. It was like a piece of art. It was made out of like clay or something. And this little boy mm -hmm. knocked the little this little boy ran around the office and he knocked it down, and it was broken into oh. like four or five pieces. This optician, oh, this optician that my dad employed, her name was Lynette. She took that yeah. piece of pottery home, she glued it back together, and she spray painted it, and it looked amazing. 
Oh, wow. And that was like a form of showing initiative. She wasn't asked to do it. She just did it. And so if you can show initiative and reliability, repeatability, like that means so much to, you know, a business owner. Yeah, that that really does. I I think, you know, if I can just get, you know, the doctor that I'm working with on my side, that might, you know, give me a little bit of back, backing up, you know, that I need to hopefully, you know, show them that, hey, you know, people are interested in keeping a business. I'm not just here for a check. I'm here to, you know, create that relationship with everybody and be, you know, asset, not, you know, somebody who's got to be a liability. Yeah. So. Yeah, you named it liability versus an asset. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> well, cool. I look forward to keeping in touch with you and I appreciate your time. Definitely. I've got a lot of good ideas that I can kind of throw out. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. I think we can all agree that we all want a Fallon inside of our practices, our wholesale business, whatever, because she has this gut instinct and this just thrust and drive for success. If you're looking for one of these mentorship calls, I'm now offering them. It's just called Office Hours with Perry. We'll We'll, you know, chat it up for 30 minutes, talk about whatever you want, whatever's on your mind, and there's no charge, there's no strings attached, it's literally just my way of meeting the community, and I get so much value and knowledge from it myself. Link in the show notes, and sign up. See you there.